Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text before our meditation this evening as we celebrate the nativity of St. John the Baptist, the Old Testament reading, Isaiah 40, 1-5, especially these words. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Dear friends in Christ, when you hear that word comfort, what do you think of? There are many, many different ways to understand the word comfort. You might be thinking of an adult beverage that comes from someplace down south. You might think of a warm blanket on a cold Nebraska night, a comforter. You might think of food. Vegging out in front of the TV, a Netflix binge, and lots of comfort food. Comfort can mean many things to many different people. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul begins by encouraging the people of God to comfort one another with the comfort you yourselves have received. Okay? What kind of comfort is he talking about? Throughout the pages of the Scripture, especially in the Gospel of John, the Holy Spirit is referred to as the Comforter. So, when we hear that word comfort tonight, the first words in this marvelous chapter in Scripture, Navu, Navu, comfort, comfort my people. God is directing the church with regard to her proper mission. The mission of the church is to proclaim comfort. A specific kind of comfort. Not, not any kind of warm, fuzzy feeling but the comfort that comes from God and God alone. Listen to what Isaiah says. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended. Comfort means your warfare is ended. Well, I'm not at war. Oh, yeah, Russia and Ukraine, but I, I'm not at war, am I? My friends, whether you realize it or not, there is a spiritual battle, a war that is going on for your soul. The unholy trinity, the devil, the world, and even your own sinful flesh, that old Adam or old Eve that lives inside of you, is warring against you, trying to rip you out of the hands of God 
and into the fires of hell. So, comfort, part one, your warfare is ended. Part two, that her iniquity is pardoned. Iniquity, we don't use that word much anymore, do we? Your guilt, your shame, Everything that comes as a consequence of the sinful life that we live. Your iniquity has been pardoned. Warfare is over. Your guilt, your shame, your sin, your iniquity is pardoned, is forgiven. Isaiah goes on that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Oh yeah, here it comes. Lower the boom. You hear those words, and it's almost like when the young child gets in trouble at home. And mom says, you just wait until your dad gets home. Fear and trembling because you know that punishment is coming. Is that what Isaiah is talking about here? That comfort would include double from the Lord for all our sins? My friends, just the opposite. When this word double is used, it is a blessing. The double portion that was given to the firstborn child. The double portion of the inheritance. My friends, God commands the church to comfort people. Your warfare is over. Your guilt, your sins are forgiven. God has in store for you double blessings as if you are the firstborn child in God's holy family. That sounds pretty good. God is going to comfort us. Well, how does God do it? The Holy Spirit is the comforter. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings comfort, specific comfort, by pointing us, as John the Baptist faithfully did, to Jesus, the source of our comfort. Jesus, God in the flesh for you. Jesus, living a perfect life for you. Jesus, bleeding and dying on Calvary's cross for you, bearing your sins, earning your pardon. Jesus, physically, bodily, risen from the dead on that first Easter morn. Jesus, physically ascended into heaven, seated at the right hand of God. Jesus, really present with you right here and right now as you hear his word and as you receive his gifts. My friends, the Holy Spirit is not some mystical force that floats around in the air. May the force be with you. 
No. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Truly God, as we confessed earlier in the Nicene Creed. The Holy Spirit uses means to bring us comfort. And the specific means that we are taught here in Isaiah 40 is a voice. A voice. A voice. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. A voice. You ever wonder why pastors many times wear a black shirt and then they have that little white tab right here. So they're different colors as well, but many wear that white tab right here in the middle of a black shirt. Do you know what that symbolizes? That the pastor is better than you? Nonsense. The black is that the pastor is a sinner, a poor, miserable sinner, just like every other poor, miserable sinner. But when the pastor is preaching and teaching the Word of God, that little white spot right over his voice box reminds him and reminds you that the words coming out of his mouth the voice is not his own, but the very voice of God. The church has always said it this way. The viva vox Christi. The living voice of Christ. The Holy Spirit, through means, proclaims this comfort into your ears and into your heart. It's not a fake or a false comfort. Like that big bag of potato chips and dip that tasted so good while you were scarfing it down and then aches in your belly for hours or days. Chief of sinners though I be. My friends, the Holy Spirit brings the comfort that only Jesus can provide. Forgiveness, life, and salvation. Isaiah has a uh, very colorful way, descriptive way, word picture way of teaching us what this voice is to proclaim. A voice cries, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Okay? We live in the wilderness of sin. So when this voice is proclaiming, first John the Baptist, and then every faithful preacher following John the Baptist, prepare the way, not for yourself, but prepare the way for Jesus. How do you do it? Well, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. God's Word talks a lot about the road or the highway in which Christians walk, in which Christians travel. Many times our Christian life is depicted as a journey. A journey where God picks us up and sets us on the path, on the road, and we are journeying 
through life toward heaven. Life everlasting. The word picture here is about that journey, about that life now, and about that life forever in heaven with God. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. We are in a new season. No, I'm not talking about summer, which started yesterday. In Nebraska, we are in construction season. You can't go anywhere in this town without running into construction and delays. There are detours. There are signs. There are people telling you to stop or slow down. When will it end? Now that's a question. God's Word teaches us about the construction projects that are ongoing on this highway of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. How? Every valley shall be lifted up. Every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground, pothole season, made level. And the rough places, a plain. What is all this talk? Is this just fancy flowery symbolism, my friends? What are the things that keep you from hearing the voice of God? What are the things that get in the way of you hearing and believing the voice of God? What are the things that are denying you the comfort that Jesus intends for you in the forgiveness of sins? How many times aren't we in the valley, the valley of depression or despair? How many times aren't we in the valley of, of worry and pain? My friends, as bad as it is to be in the valley and have all these distractions in our life and in our world rob us of the voice and plug our ears just as often. We're on the hill. We're on the mountain. Things are going great. I don't need God. I don't need God's Word. I can do it myself. Every day is a new day. That, that pothole that wasn't there yesterday is there today. That's just the way life is. How many times aren't the roads that we were driving that were so smooth now full of bumps and potholes and sometimes even craters? Shaking, not a car, but shaking our soul to its very existence. We turn on the TV, one channel, inflation, inflation, inflation. Another channel, insurrection, insurrection. How in the world are we to be at peace and to have comfort when this is the voice that is drowning out all 
of the voices that God has for us in his holy and precious word. We're afraid. We're afraid to die. We're afraid to get sick. We're afraid to be around other people. We're afraid to fill up our gas tank or go to the grocery store. We're afraid to look and see what has happened to our 401k or our retirement savings because it's dropping faster than an out-of-control elevator. We worry. We're full of fear. We have pain and loss. None of us knows the future. My friends, all of these things are the valleys and the hills and the potholes that get in the way of us hearing the voice of God. God does not pretend that our sins don't exist or that our sins are no big deal. No, God's word is very clear on that. My friends, God, in his tender mercy, has sent his son to redeem, to buy back poor, miserable sinners like us. God loves us most when he destroys our false idols and brings us down off the mountaintop of self-love. And he picks us up when we're in the valley. And he smooths over the rough patches that we encounter. How? With his holy and precious word. He preaches it into our ears. And from the ear to the heart. And from the heart to the life. My friends, this is God's comfort for you. John the Baptist, he was a faithful preacher of the word. He preached law and gospel. He wasn't afraid to call people to account no matter how rich or famous or politically connected they were. And it cost him his head. But he remained faithful to the very end. My friends, this is the charge that God has given to us right here and right now as Christians as Lutheran Christians, as members of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, Lincoln, Nebraska. God's message for you is comfort. Comfort in the perfect life, bloody death, and glorious resurrection of Jesus. Jesus has paid for all of your sins, even those times you spent too much time on the mountaintop worshiping yourself. For all of those times you, you thought you didn't need the voice of God. You were going to do it yourself. And for all of those times in your worry or despair or pain or suffering that you were so focused on self 
that the voice of God was drowned out. For all these sins and more, Christ gives you double for all your iniquity. His blessings never end. Your sins are forgiven. I feed you and nourish you for your journey on the highway. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you always to the very end of the age. Verse 5 of Isaiah 40. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. How can you be sure? The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our comfort in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.